So like when you're in your kitchen, you don't need a separate like sides. You know, a lot of people like like to have a small TV in their kitchen. Um, this this saves that. You know, you don't have to have two. You don't have to have a microwave and a small TV. Salutations, sports fans and socialites. Welcome to the Bloodlines Podcast, your one-stop shop for sports news fresher than a kangaroo pie in Kuwait. Coming at you from Chicago, Illinois, I am Brad Kirschenbaum, and joined by my Oma homies, my brother from another mother, Bill Tyler Hammock, and the one and only Producey Ali, the Sandro Man Godfrey. And we are brought to you tonight on this peaceful evening by Mortensen Mortuary. For over 45 years, Mortensen Mortuary has been proudly burying everyone from Aaron Rodgers, because he's just simply a disgrace to the NFL and all of humanity to the entire Nebraska offensive line, because we'd probably just be better off putting out five starting manatees. This week, remember to use promo code GOPATGO at checkout for 10% off and a box of Mortensen Mortuary matches. Mortensen Mortuary, you've been killing them and we've been burying them since 1976. Family owned and operated, member FDIC. And uh, please remember to uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast anywhere you may listen. Uh, and follow us on uh, Twitter at, at @bloodlinespicks. On today's episode, it is Election Day here in the United States of something, and we're going to go to what? Yeah, me too. Uh, so we're going to go do Unhinged in Washington D.C. We're going to catch up on the week, uh, chat about a, a trip to Vegas and uh, the upcoming World Cup, a little Bloodline Super Contest, Bloodlines 316, possibly. Ollie's going to be joining us just a hair late here, so we're going to let him pop in. A little drunk guy in Vegas, mean girls, and then we're going to get it home for the day. Tyler, you sound like you've been listening to, uh, do you remember Delilah? Delilah. I don't know. What is that? Oh, Delilah was this, it was this radio show. I think it was super popular in like the late 90s, and people would call in, and it was always like the saddest shit ever, and she would play like the same 10 songs on rotation it would be somebody calling in like hey you know i'm serving in the gulf war and you know i really miss my wife i'm pretty sure she's cheating on me with like my neighbor and my neighbor's dog and my neighbor's dog's mom uh could you play a song that would just let her know how much i love her and then she would play like a a sade song and then and but delilah had these like oh you know i had a friend who um, they, their, their dog cheated on them too. And that was, that wasn't great, but you're going to get through this. You're a soldier. You're tougher than that. Uh, Delilah is the, she was the voice of like a health therapist, like on the radio. No, I'm pretty sure Delilah was just like some, some like cracked out bitch who just really liked to play sappy songs to really sad people. All right. Well, speaking of a cracked out bitch, what's this story about somebody knocking over beers at a blackjack table in Vegas? So I was in Vegas this last week. Um, hence the, uh, 20 minute solo masterpiece that I put together for all of you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was out there for a conference playing blackjack when a recurring guest on this podcast shall remain nameless. But if I had to give him a name, his name would be Freg Fortfret. And he came and joined uh, a friend of mine and I who were at the, another, another podcast guest, Mr. Uh, Mr. Zikra. We had a nice little heater going at this table. We were, we were up a, a good little amount, had a, we flopped a couple blackjacks and we're feeling pretty good about things. Greg comes in, immediately busts out, goes back, gets a, gets a little bit of cash, comes back, sits down. And within about 12 seconds of putting his freshly minted stack of chips on the table, just knocks over a beer all over the table. And 
when I tell you the vibe went from like, hey, we're having a real good time to I think we're going to die. It was a really, really quick transition. The dealer was pissed because we had to get it from the table. And it was a uh, it was it was it was not a great situation. He took us away from a heater. The dealer looked like she wanted to kill us. And it, the vibes, I don't care what anybody says, the vibes at a blackjack table matter. I had three, count them, three blackjacks that I was dealt, and the dealer also had 21. So I got nothing out of it. Not a dime. Um, and that is solely because of the black uh, the beer being spilled on the blackjack table. Have you ever been at a, a table game? Craps, blackjack, roulette, you name it, where somebody's knocked over a beer onto the uh, playing surface. Oh, I'm 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 quite certain that has happened before. Um, I can't think of a specific instance that it has, but I've played enough blackjack in my day to know that it certainly has happened. Um, but yeah, there's definitely nothing more accurate in life than a blackjack vibes at a blackjack table matter in terms of the outcome of how you're going to do at that table. Um, it, it, it all depends on my mood. I'm, there are times when I'm playing blackjack and, you know, you just think that you're the, uh, you're the whiz kid genius and you just want to be quiet and focus on counting cards and, and have that kind of vibe, maybe sipping on a, uh, a club soda and lime. So everyone thinks that you're drunk, but you're not really. Um, and then there are those times, you know, with you, you're with your friends and you're trying to, you know, just powwow it up with the, with the uh, blackjack dealer. Um, a lot of times if you, if you get a good dealer who is comfortable, maybe teaching somebody at the table, yeah, helping them out in, in, a, in a fast enough way where it doesn't totally slow down play. Very good. Really helps table vibes. You know, we're not trying to slow down everything too much here. Um, but if we get, if you get somebody who's trying to, break down all the ins and outs of the game as they're playing each hand that just that just drags so yeah vibes absolutely matter um i can probably say i don't think i've ever spilt or done anything too embarrassing um at a table i mean obviously in vegas i have but i don't think anything at, at a table anything like that yeah i don't think i have either and i was surprised at the lack of speed at which the table was able to drain like this can't be a rare occurrence. I'm sure people are knocking over beers several times an evening, but it shuts down the table until they can really ooh, clean ooh. it off. And ooh, I, I can't like believe this. that this is not just like a well filtered yeah. situation. We, we we need we need we need tables that are filtered like turfs are nowadays. Yeah, we need we need, we need blackjack tables that filter the way Tottenham Hotspur's soccer stadium does. Um, yeah, Probably. we are into something here, and this actually brings on me up to something else. So I was in a, a wedding this weekend. And while we're getting the at the church, you know, you're all there getting getting ready, but really no one's really taking pictures of you. You're really just sitting at the church because the girls are getting all the pictures and everything. So we're sitting at the church, just waiting for everything to get started. And ideas are I can't remember why we got oh, they had no there were no TVs in this room that we were hanging out in. So we we're kind of just watching game day through like this a speaker, you know, that somebody had brought that we we're gonna use later. Um, and it got me thinking, but they did have a microwave and we're just like, huh, is that like a genius idea to make, uh, you know, uh, a kitchen appliance such as Ollie, Ollie, tell me how genius of an idea this is. First of all, welcome, Mr. Sandro. Nice to have you here. So is this a a high thought or a drunk thought, or just, I'm going to be a future billionaire having a microwave where the front of the microwave like pixelate. So it's like a TV. 
So like when you're in your kitchen, you don't need a separate like side. You know, a lot of people like like to have a small TV in their kitchen. Um, this this saves that. You know, you don't have to have two. You don't have to have a microwave and a small TV. So like the front of your microwave just kind of you can be like watch Sports Center and that's the sound. That's you know what you're watching. It's always a nice thing to have in the background. Um, the only thing we, that we're like, oh yeah, we could be idiots. Is people are just gonna like maybe more get cancer and stand right in front of these microwaves? But I don't know. Is that a good idea? Idea? Terrible idea? And Sandro, how are you, man? Let me see. High thought. Yeah. Drunk thought. <laughs> I guess we'll see with that combo. Uh, <laughs> no. First of all, first of all, uh, shout out Chris. Uh, he's our new number one listener. Went and had uh, drinks with an old buddy tonight, old neighbor. He's a big fan of the pod. So shout out, Chris. What up, uh, Christopher? And I think your idea is a fucking great idea. I've yeah. never wanted to stand in front of my of a, in front of a microwave more mm -hmm. than I have until this moment. Yeah. Um, soak up all those microwaves. And and you, and, and you can do, it'll be like picture in picture, you know. So like if you're making your I miss picture in picture. If you're if you're like you know, I legit you're, miss you're a little PIP and, and you're like okay I'm just gonna slide over the Eastern Michigan Akron game into the top left here and I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little peek on how my mashed potatoes from my leftover Thanksgiving dishes is heating up here I'm gonna take a peek oh they're not really boiling over yet I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to full picture of Akron while I'm waiting here for the next 45 seconds I think Tyler I think, I, this Tyler, is, I think you're gonna love I think you're gonna love the world of VR. Like once we're walking around with headsets on all the time, you can have PIP. You can you'll have like thirty PIPs in your life during the entirety oh, of football season. Of everything Guys. that you know about me, what makes you think that I would be a big? No, you're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate meta. You are the stupidest shit. Named. I have an Oculus. I never use it. Oh, I I yeah. Oculus I use, is good I for one mine. thing and one thing only. It it's. It's not. It's not clothed videos. It's unclothed videos. Yikes! Uh, I, I thought more. It was more important for Justin Fields to be reading defenses because holy shit, the Chicago Bears. Wait, wait, wait hang on, real quick. I gotta go back. I gotta go back to the TV and the appliances. You guys are aware that they make microwaves with TVs in them, right? Are we like we're not? Are we? Are we comfortable thing that already has been made? I didn't know. Uh, no, from anybody that I have told this to, nobody has told me they're aware of this product existing. So, Mr. Best Buy, why don't you bust it open? Tell us what the promo code is so people can save some money on this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. There's a, uh, there's a General Electric. General Electric. GE makes it. Samsung makes it. I mean, there's also been TVs and fridges for a while. Um, so you're but, telling me that there's a microwave out there that does picture in picture when I'm watching Eastern Michigan and Akron, I can slide that up to the top left while watching my mashed potato, mashed potatoes boil, and then we go back to making it full picture. This happens. I don't know. The, I don't know about the picture in picture capabilities. I haven't dove that deep, but there's definitely like a television in your TV or in your in your microwave. Oh, horse shit! Why am I always just one year behind these ideas? Well, this came out in 2020. A couple of years behind. All right, whatever. Just a couple Who, years. Who's counting? Let's talk about Justin yeah. Fields. How about it? Yeah, can we please? Because that's they block in in every NFL show across the world. It's the Bears are the best quarterback in the NFL, and the Packers have the worst quarterback in the NFL. Uh, times are crazy. It doesn't seem real. Um, what's up? What's up is down. What's down is up. What's left is right. I'm just. 
it's really hard to describe what Sunday was like for me. I was texting a few friends. It really is like number one, my wedding day. Number two was Sunday. Maybe like number three was the 2016 <laughs> World Series. Um, so like literally that 32 to 35 loss to the Dolphins was the second best day of my life. Um, Justin Fields is everything I've ever wanted and so much more. Uh, I talk about how Anna is like my best friend and what I've always wanted, like really completes me. Justin Fields completes me and he completes this Chicago Bears offense so well for just a dog shit team there's a difference in the nfl between having a quarterback that wins you games and a quarterback that you need to have everything around them to win and justin fields is a quarterback who wins you games and that is just a fact now it is is an absolute proof that there is nothing around him and he has scored 30 plus points three weeks in a row packers i don't know what their stats are but they've looked like shit the whole year so it's pretty awesome uh, Vikings are kind of frauds at seven and one. So I don't know. Everything seems great. What, how about you guys? How was your Sunday? Uh, uh, my Sunday well, was, uh, it was actually really fun watching Justin Fields. That was a, that was a very enjoyable um, way to do it. I was, out, in the I was sweating out the, uh, the Redskins or the uh, commanders game. Um, that was, that was my bet of the week. And that was, that one came in pretty tight, but worked out, worked out. Okay. Bought it up to three and a half. But otherwise, um, I was I was just kind of bouncing around, uh, uh, bouncing around, watching watching as much football as I possibly could, which is not very much with the toddler. Uh, but yeah, the fields the fields experience was excellent. I am very excited to see it in person. So, all right, Sandro, as obviously things aren't going well over there in Packerland, and I feel like most Packer fans have just come to terms with that. But I'm just curious. What, at what point? What is it? A at what point in the season? How many losses in a row? When do you just turn the keys over to Love? I mean, Rodgers isn't the uh, future. They should Everyone... have done it last weekend. Yeah. Why is it not if now? They're, if they're if they're trying to conserve Rodgers for the next year or two, if they if they're still hopeful of him and you know to try to put some pieces around him, they should have done that playing the Lions. Get love in there and get him in the rest of the season um, because the Packers are fucking dead and they should, you know, they should try something with love considering we, you know, we took him in the first and that's, you know, that's who we have some, uh, some belief in apparently. Um, so let's start him. Let's play him. Uh, you know, as you guys know, until then I'm all in on Geno Smith and the six and three Seahawks. Let's go MVP. Uh, but yeah, Packers suck. Packers are dead. Brad, it's. I mean, it, it seems to. It seems like it's just become a foregone conclusion that the Packers are like. I, I just want to know, like, what happens with Rodgers here? They don't really have a great path to get good after this season. Is it? I mean, do they just let him go and let him trade and see what they have in Jordan Love? I mean, they kind of have to at this point, right? What's the point in keeping Rodgers around for another year with a bunch of crappy wide receivers? The thing is, with the new contract that he signed. He has to play next year or else he's going to carry a $99 million dead cap tag to the 2023 season. If he doesn't play next year or doesn't retire or they don't trade him, then he, if he's just sitting on the bench and he's like, I'm, I'm just going to cash my paycheck, then, then they're going to be okay. But if there's a situation where they have to carry that dead cap number, they're going to be completely screwed. They're, he carries 14% of the cap. And on top of that, their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who was 
all pro just a couple of years ago, as everyone knows, just dealing with a chronic injury and it's just not the same left tackle that he used to be. He and he's never going to be. He carries 12 and a half percent of the cap. So literally more than one fourth of their team's percentage of money will be on two basically 40 year old players who can't play football. So I just think you, there's no reason why you shouldn't give love a chance. You, you have no idea what he can do in yeah. a week to week NFL base. You know what he can do in like a spot start, maybe fumble through a game, but you got to give him a chance to go week to week to figure out what he can do. Um, yeah. I so always we'll think about the, uh, who was the Packers quarterback who subbed in um, the week 17 or week 16 against the lions and threw for like 480 yards. And they got a bunch of con- contracts after that. You remember guys, I can't think of it. Matt Flynn. Like I think about Matt Flynn, like that one, one game is that enough. You need a four or five game sample size to really understand what you have here. Exactly. Yep. The same thing as like Matt Castle in, in new England, when Brady went down for a couple of games, yeah, you just got to piece, piece a little bit more together. Um, and I agree. We got to start throwing love in here, but um, while we, just do a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a teaser for next week's episode. We do have a, a little bit of a special interview, which will uh, maybe get a little bit of a couple more listeners to the podcast. We'll see what happens next week. It'll be pretty exciting, but we'll definitely be doing a little power about the World Cup. World Cup's coming up. Not going to spend too much time on it today, but I am curious, Brad, as a fellow soccer hater, are you getting excited about the World Cup? Ollie, how excited are you getting? Are you guys getting all in? Is the spirit getting flowing? Or are you kind of anti-establishment, anti-slavery, anti-World Cup? I'm, I am not a soccer hater. I am just not a soccer endorser. I don't know how to differentiate between those two. Like, I'll watch it. I, it of all the soccer I watched, probably the World Cup number one um, until the United States is out. And then, I don't know, the rest of the world doesn't matter. And so I'll get like excited about that. Um, then I'll start gambling on like the round of 16 or whatever they call it. But um, no, I've, I've got some good memories of the world cup uh, when it was, when the, when the team like 2014, when they made that run, um, I remember going to Barrett's and, and getting real rowdy and, uh, and watching games there. And then I remember I was coming back from work and when Tim Howard was just standing on his head against Ghana, I want to say it was like 20 some saves in that match. And I'm listening to it on the radio and they're like, saved, saved again, saved again. Like, this isn't hockey. This is soccer. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. This guy's just, just punching balls out left. That's what she said. Um, And so I, yeah, I, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not going to dictate my day around it. Um, but if, you know, when the U.S. is on, I will go somewhere and do something for those matches. And you better believe it. If they make, you know, if they make it out of the knockout stage and they're really doing some cool shit, I will be there with my face painted and my headset on and I will be ready to rock and roll. But, um, yeah, it's it, it's a great thing. I like when, you know, I like when the whole world comes together in mutual hatred of each other's countries. It's just it's great. Yeah, I. uh I am excited to, to, to watch the World Cup, but I love looking at the schedule here. And right, we all know it's going to be in Qatar, Qatar, however you know you like to say it, a uh, very, very hot nation. That's why it's being played at this time of the year, even though it's still going to be really hot. But I love looking at the schedule here. You have uh, matchups like England and Iran, all right? 7 a.m. local Omaha time, you know, you tack nine hours at that. 1 p.m., one of the, you know, the hotter parts of the day. Uh, Senegal, Netherlands, right, coming up at 
six o'clock uh, uh, local uh, Qatar time. You have Argentina, Saudi Arabia at 4 p.m. So I love some of these matchups that you have nations that aren't necessarily as used to that extreme heat against nations that are a little more accustomed to that heat. Um, and, you know, you have 1 p.m., 4 p.m. local time. You're reaching 80, 90 degrees, maybe 100 degrees on the pitch. Uh, well, it's really interesting how they uh, scheduled some of those matchups. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm excited for NBC to like sort of just ignore the whole like Qatar is a horrendous place and thousands of people died in during the process or hundreds, but a lot of people died during the process of actually bringing the World Cup there. I'm excited for that. Um, I think that's I think that's going to be really good. Well, in case everyone wants a, a real nice preview other than just ours, uh, coming out today, as this episode is probably going to come out on uh, Wednesday, November 9th, um, on, I believe it's Hulu, there's a brand new FIFA documentary coming out that people are really looking forward to as it's going to divulge all the corrupt shit that happened to basically make this World Cup happen in Qatar, um, which obviously there's a lot of people very curious and have heard maybe high-level details but don't know what actually happened. I'd say probably all of us fall in that boat where we know a little bit of what's been going on and kind of a little bit of the messed up stuff, but not everything, so... Definitely an interesting watch before the uh, for the World Cup and before our preview next week. But before we get there, Sandro, why don't we try to find you a little bit of love? As today's a day where we're uh, you know trying to turn the page as a country and make some changes to make uh, the future a little bit better. Let's try to make your future a little bit better by going out to Washington D.C. on Election Day today. Washington, D.C., unhinged, trying to find me some love. Y'all know the drill. No names, no pictures, prompts only. Brad, let me, uh, let me, let me hear your angelic voice real, real quick. Get us started. In West Omaha, he was born and raised. Ali browsing hinge for the rest of his days. Swiping on right to find the girl of his dream. So many of them not what they seem from love languages to dogs or netflix binge yo homes welcome to like four times during that one yeah puberty stuff one of these days i'll get out of there <laughs> life stuff well, get out boys and lucky we us we are we're starting here with a voice prompt we are starting with a voice prompt all right, first up of five, don't hate me if I. I would say don't hate me if I tell you that I am going to the stables to see my horse oh. and I'll only be gone for an hour or so. And um, then it turns into like four hours <laughs> because horses are my happy place. They're my zen and I absolutely lose track of time when I'm there. <laughs> They're going to be late for everything. Great. Can't wait for that. <laughs> Big horse girl. I wind down by having a cup of herbal tea, making a fire, lighting candles, pyro chick, sitting on my on. screen porch, listening to the calming sounds of the forest in my backyard. Typical Sunday, time with my family, out at the stables with my horse, and mass, the way to win me over is to treat me like a queen, always, not just on the first eight, every damn day. 
So how, I'm just wondering how many like how many horse loving horseback riding queens are there in DC? Like they're, they're, I mean, I, this is of all the places we've been, I wouldn't have expected this in the metropolis of Washington DC here. Um, real talk. I mean, I think I, I, I'm in kind of a peaceful, quiet mood right now. She sounds like she'll make me a nice little ginger hot tea and put me to sleep, but I don't know if she's necessarily gonna you know light your gears uh, or anything like that, Ollie. So I'd probably say pass. Uh, uh, you're a pretty chill dude, Ollie, but this is a little too chill, and I just don't see you tolerating, uh, hey, listen, I'll be ready in an hour, and then all of a sudden it's 4.30, and it's like, I'm still, I still want lunch. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to show up to our dinner reservations, and yeah, she comes up a few hours later, and she sits down, and just like, it's a normal thing, <laughs> I was with the horses, sorry, like, I don't want to be a chick with a chick that's like, sorry, I was with the fucking horses, like, <sighs> Are we much. sure? Speaking of fucking horses, are we sure that she hasn't? I'm just. So I'm, I, you, you, guys seem to really, you, you guys seem to really hate horse girls. Like, like you've knocked horse girls a few times on. This is not the first they're time a horse. Girl, horse chicks like, are like. Look, this, they're so it's weird. the same concept of like, hey, honey, I'm going to go to the golf course for an hour and your golf. No, 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 no. There's no. a brand of person who's a no. horse person, and yeah. they are. A little different. There's a difference between cat people and dog people. Cat people are different than dog people. And horse people are like whatever mutilated version of both cat people and dog people are. All right. Well, I'm just just saying. It's okay to have a passion. I like people with passion. So she's going to be out there keeping busy. Seems nice. I'm I'm, I'm saying no, but I I don't think horse girls are as psychotic as you guys are making them. (laughs) You guys make it seem like horse girls don't have a rational thought in their brain. As <laughs> somebody who absolutely loves every horse every day. almost every horse girl I've met is awesome. I mean, yes, there's a couple weirdos. I agree with you. Totally agree with that. I mean, but you guys are really making it seem like this is like this is a cult, a corner of the universe that we need to offer something. I mean, it's just such a horse girl thing to already set the expectation that there's an excuse that she can be late to anything because of her horses that, that's just a horse girl thing yeah so like the, to find that reasonable to just set that expectation i can't get i can't get on it Absolutely. A horse girl that's thing. that's gonna be a nay for me <laughs> nay. all right <laughs> bravo all right uh second up uh looks like uh the dc gals are very chatty uh, most spontaneous thing i've done voice prompt here the most spontaneous thing I've ever done was purchasing my dog. I fell in love with him online. I drove from Wisconsin to New York. Um, I think it was like a 14 or 15 hour drive. Picked him up and then drove immediately back to Wisconsin only for me to take a nap for about four hours and for me to go back to work. It was the worst and best day ever. A life, go- a life goal of mine <laughs> to record an album not for any other reason than the challenge of creating something I enjoy singing so please be prepared to have earplugs handy but I will, res- I will be respectful and stop if it gets too annoying this year I really want to travel the US the next, the, this next year I want to take a trip every month to a new city and town in the US the Grand Canyon is on the list. It's not a city or a town. Not that I believe in fortune tellers, <laughs> but was told I needed to visit. So why not? 
and I'm weirdly attracted to a more reserved man that can confidently speak his mind. I'm not interested in gifts or things. I find that just random acts of love and that I'm thinking about you matters the most. I love spontaneity. I am myself. There's just so the most so spontaneous thing on. that this girl who loves spontaneity has ever done is drove across the country, sleep deprived, got a dog, and then took a four hour nap. Yeah. And then just went on and then went back to work. And then went back to work right before and then I went, right back, went, went right back to work. And uh, that was just a heck of a day. You know that those, you know, those two 14 hour drives, her four hour nap, and her going back to work. Hell of a 24 hours that she managed to fit in to that, you know, 40 hours of the shit. Hell of a day. I was so spontaneous. I was sipping my coffee at 9 a.m. I went on a 14-hour drive, went on a 14-hour drive back home, went right back to work. She, like, picks it up like like I want to go send a fax or something. Like, I'm yeah, going her, back to work here. Her, her most spontaneous thing was realizing weekends exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I think about this new dog who's coming into a house and she goes to work. Like, is there just piss and shit everywhere when she gets back from work? It's gotta be. There's just gotta oh, be. Absolutely. The dog's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? I was in Wisconsin 14 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we're still passing on. We're passing here. Yeah, I mean, there's Brad? no, there's no chance. No chance. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. All right. All right. Third up. You should leave a comment if you can get down with a cold, crisp beer. I'm looking for someone who can scratch my back where I can't reach. And I get along best with people who can appreciate dad jokes. This just feels like a Bud Light commercial in, a, in an advertise, in a profile here. Um, I, I, you'll get along with me if you can handle a cold, crisp beer? <sighs> leave a what comment. What, what, a, what an ask. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this says about this person. Um, I don't know anything about them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass as well. Like like I kind of anticipated, Brad, we did the whole DC thing. Not an impressive town. Really, just really not uh, that the, impressive. The, the people town. not awesome. Great gin, great tennis. That's about it. Yeah. Um, these, these girls are mediocre at best. Uh, but we got two more. Yeah. Yeah. Nay. Nay. Nay, more than the horse thing. Uh, okay, fourth up. Fact about me that surprises people: I eat an ice cream sandwich for breakfast every morning with my coffee. People seem mm -hmm. to find this weird, but hey, I'm an innovator. I'm looking okay. for someone who won't invite me to go hiking with them and won't talk to me about their hikes. <laughs> and the key to my heart is designer shoes and mozzarella sticks. This girl sounds I mean, like the most high maintenance woman in the entire world. That she she's she's not going hiking because she's got some Gucci Prada shoes that she doesn't want to get dirty. Um, yeah, I'm feeling there's there's a lot there's a few plastic surgeries going on, maybe a few therapist bills per month going on, not just one. There's a couple of them. Um, I think this is a uh, yeah. Like she said, she doesn't want to talk about hiking. Just run for the hills and you hike in the other direction. And with that I being mean, said, I have an ice cream cake in the freezer, so let's wrap up this fucking episode so I can have an ice cream cake and go to bed. Let me be, let me be very clear here for just a second. I am very interested in the ice cream sandwich for breakfast. I like that this girl's thinking outside the box. She's a maybe for me. Okay, well, she's a fucking dime, so yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's maybe just a little bit of baggage to deal with there, but. Uh, sure. Crazy right. scale. We've got to make sure that it all balances. Crazy scale. She, yeah. She's in the Rebecca Melendez zone for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, if the fifth and final here doesn't get a yes, and we'll bump her up. Shelly uh, Gillespie zone. Sorry, Shelly Gillespie zone. Shelly Gillespie. Fifth and final here. Let's get a true a true one on the board. My simple pleasures: coffee and a book on Sunday mornings, a hot bath, a sunrise. So just the day happening. Quality time with the ones I love. Animals, a scoop of fresh strawberry ice cream. The way to win me over is kindness, authenticity, humor, great communication, and an openness to try new things. I've been really missing all the girls that want good communication and my love language is words of affirmation oh good a love language uh, yeah I just, I, 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 I just this feels like my bedtime story they're just so boring they're putting me to sleep so this is another nay and uh let's just get to some gambling picks to liven my, my night and i'll just dream about those yeah sorry dc, DC. i don't think wah, we can wah, come wah. back to dc anytime never never did we even get one? I think that was, that was an 0 for 5, unless you want I gave him maybe. No, the only reason we're, we're bumping number 4 is because we set a nay to number 5. So, you know, we just got to show DC a little love. Uh, but we're closing the books on DC. Let's move on. Move on from DC. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> All right, what do we have next here? We have, uh, are we doing Super Contest? We have a Super Contest here? Ooh, bloodline super contest let's go you know i want I, I would love where if, are we uh, at standings wise tyler catch us up for a second we're standings wise it looks like um I'll, I'll catch us up um yeah i was like uh, why are you yelling at me i'm trying to get my ice cream cake out here um sorry. yeah i can get uh, it tyler, tyler's sitting at 10 and 5 he's he's uh he's out in front of the pack and ollie and i are bringing up the i guess if there's a rear of a three-man uh, thing uh we are tied for second at eight and seven um, nobody's checking Tyler's math on any of these old ones versus the new ones. So I have absolutely no idea if that's actually correct, but that feels right. Eight and seven for Ali and I. Um, that's right. All right. So I'll start off uh, while Tyler defrosts his cake. Um, we have, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to start and uh, pick the game that I'm going to be at on Sunday. Uh, Bears minus two and a half against the Lions. I feel good about that. Uh, I think the Lions are getting a little bit of shine, probably too much for beating the Packers. I think the Bears against a, just a really, really bad Lions defense. Don't let last week fool you. Aaron Rodgers is garbage these days. Um, I think that uh, Bears minus two and a half feels really strong at home. Um, I am also on the Colts plus six and a half. And I know that sounds crazy, but there's been so much negative narrative around them between hiring Jeff Saturday and then promoting like some analyst who's 30 years old to be their offensive coordinator. Hey, I mean, this is great. I really am enjoying this Colts thing because it's just, they just took all the people who had ever said, you know what? I could do a better job. And then was just like, you know what? Fine. You get to be the coach. You see how it goes. And now we're going to see how it goes. If, if this was truly going to be the disaster that it was, I think Vegas would have this line at like 11. And it's not there. And for some reason, I think the Colts are going to cover. And everybody's going to surprise. I might, I could see them winning, but I'm not going to pick that. But I'll take the six and a half points there. Um, I'm also on Washington plus 13 and a half against Oregon. The Ducks, huge, huge rivalry game. Uh, it's going to be great when it comes over to the Big Ten in a couple of years. 
Uh, I think that Washington's going to be able to keep this within two touchdowns. Uh, I don't think they're going to win, but I think that Kalen DeBoer and Washington are going to be able to uh, keep pace with Oregon long enough to uh, to get it within two touchdowns, maybe a little Blake backdoor cover. Um, and then I've got the Wolfpack of NC State minus 19. And uh, the, the, the final pick here is Mississippi State plus 16 and a half. Uh, this one... Uh, was actually a consideration for the uh, the drunk guy in Vegas pick, and I just there's there's something about this that just feels you know a little a little fishy. Georgia just you know they obviously looked awesome last week uh, against Tennessee. They got Mississippi State at home. This I mean they're six and three. I don't think anybody's talked about Mississippi State this entire season. I think this is the first time we've discussed them on this podcast. I just feel like they're going to keep it a little closer at home. Georgia coming off a big win last week. They're going to win, but, you know, call it, uh, you know, 34-17 uh, Bulldogs on Bulldog crime. Yeah, and I don't think we ever need to talk about Mississippi State again. So we can just leave it at that. I think it's for the, the one time of the year we'll talk about the Bulldogs. Hopefully they get that for you. Um, I'll try to be a little quick with this. I obviously have the Ohio Bobcats tonight on Tuesday night from action. So, Hopefully everybody just knows religiously to have that update in their phone on every Tuesday, you bet Ohio. So that's going to kickstart my week. Uh, the rest are just going heavy NFL. So I love the Seahawks over in Germany, over the Bucks. Um, really no travel to consider because it's equal for both here. It's not like crossing, traveling across country to Tampa. Both equal distance and Kenneth Walker is just going to pound the rock um, against a declining Bucks defense. Seahawks. Ollie, honest to God, man, you should just be a fortune teller. I I, I, I I, have been talking about it endlessly, how this like joke of you predicting a Geno Smith winning the MVP, and yet here he is having like a top five quarterback season um, has just been hilarious and incredible and so on brand for you. I just love it. Um, so I'm taking the Seahawks plus two and a half. Brad, I, I, the, I, I, don't, I don't really see the Colts logic. They're just an absolutely fucking terrible team. Now with an ESPN dipshit analyst as a coach, it's going to be a train wreck. And while the Raiders are also a train wreck, they've been a train wreck for like eight, nine weeks. So they can piece together one touchdown win here um, over just a bad, bad Colts team. Um, and then we're going to also go to Monday Night Football. So we got the Commanders at plus 11 at Philly. Everyone's on the Philly hype, Philly hype, Philly hype. They're kind of having a little bit of a fraud start. I know, don't get me wrong here. We predicted, or at least I know I did, predicted Philly to win the, their division. Um, they're a very good football team, but they haven't played They haven't played a lot of the top quarterbacks in the NFL yet. Um, have played. A, I know there was a whole separate tweet about how they've had a couple of um, really just, let's just say, fortu fortuitous scheduling games um, to get them to 8-0. I think Commander's going to keep it well within 11. Um, probably not getting the win, but 11 just feels like a lot. Um, and then the absolute lock of the centuries, Bears minus 2.5, Bears minus 3, Bears minus whatever against the Lions. There's still a little bit of national buzz that the Bears still suck, which I guess they kind of do, but so do the Lions. Um, and Justin's going to keep scoring at will. So I'll just keep uh, using those to create my distance on YouTube clowns. And Ollie, what are your five picks for uh, week three of the Super Contest? Week four. Uh, I am going to uh, uh, roll through these real quick. Uh, Ohio State minus 40 against Indiana. They are just going to roll, roll, roll. 
uh, Arkansas plus three against LSU. LSU having uh, having a win against Alabama. They're just going to be riding that high. But, you know, Arkansas is my team for this year. So there's no doubt in my mind that I'm just going to ride or die with the uh, with those Razorbacks. So they're going to take LSU plus three. Uh, Notre Dame touchdown Jesus minus 16 and a half against Navy. They're going to sink their ships. Uh, I'm going to go Purdue. Uh, plus six and a half uh, against the Illini. And then uh, Seahawks, Geno Smith, baby, plus two and a oh, half yeah. against the Bucks. Uh, neutral territory, Munich, Germany. Um, fucking A, Germany, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Seahawks. Let's go, Geno. I like your stand on brand with the Geno, uh, with the Geno Pete. I think that, you know, if you're going to do it, you might, you got to take that to the grave. Hell yeah. Speaking of taking it to the grave, Curtis Rourke is going to be an absolute stud in the NFL. If you guys are not watching this kid on Tuesday night, he just scored again. The Ohio Bobcats, I mean, there are a few things in life that I'm good at. It is, I I mean, very few things in life. And really the only thing I am good at, I guess, is finding a diamond in the rough in action in August. And that is what we did with the Ohio Bobcats. This is just so much fun. 24 to 14, Bobcats up on Miami of Ohio. Um, yeah, this is just a lot of fun. Curtis Work, don't forget the name. His brother Nathan is up in Canada in the CFL, uh, slaying it up there after his time at Ohio. And now his younger brother Nathan is at Ohio, killing it as a true sophomore. Um, he can make all the passes, just everything. Bobcats, all fucking day. Let's do a quick yeah, little jump line. a lot of Bobcats. Yeah, drunk guy in yeah. Vegas. Um, I am all over Arkansas minus three uh, at home against number seven LSU. Uh, that just screams drunk guy in Vegas to me. I thought LSU's minus three. Somehow yeah. you get some of your okay, lines. even better. Is minus three. minus three. Yeah, let me double check. That's it. a six point swing in the other direction. Yeah, it's at LSU's minus three. But okay, LSU's minus three. Okay, well, either way. Um, the number seven team in the country coming off a huge, huge win, uh, now on the road to Arkansas. Arkansas has been just trash, uh, for a while here. Um, this just, this, this feels very drunk. I number seven, you're looking up at that board sitting in the sports book. I was just there a week ago. And when you see those numbers come across, you're like, wait a minute, what? You're going to be kidding me. I actually hit while I was sitting there. I made a uh, made a note to myself uh, as I watched drunk lines come across the screen to write them down, be the drunk guy in Vegas. And I made a guy in Vegas parlay that I made a uh, bet after I got to, uh, to Chicago uh, that hit on uh, over the weekend, a nice little four legger there. Uh, so the drunk guy in Vegas theory works. And it, this, this just makes me feel drunk looking at it. It's Arkansas plus three against uh, number seven LSU. And I'm going with Texas minus seven against TCU. Yeah, that's a good number one. 18 Texas at home against number four TCU. And they are a seven point touchdown favorite. Apparently Texas is back. Vegas loves them. Um, Ollie, who do you love for DGIV, if anything? Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think my, uh, my plus three against LSU that I'm already riding in my super contest. I may as well just drunk or I may as well just double down drunk guy in Vegas. So thanks Brad for the, uh, Hot, uh, the hot, uh, the DGVS. Hot what do you think? The hot what? The hot DGVS tip, drunk guy. I'll give you the hot D. 
DGVS TKLMNOP. All righty. So uh, all of us out here, and there you go, Brad. A little cue you have to send us home. Uh, well, I got I got to clean up the results here for a second. I have sent Tyler links to the uh, TV in the refrigerator, as well as a link for you to post for Delilah. Um, Tyler, do you remember Delilah? You weren't on for that yet. Do you remember Delilah, the radio host? Oh no. Um, that may be dating dating me over you guys but get on youtube look up delilah but you know what until next week coming out here from very very dark very very early chicago illinois until next time hug it chug it football, football.